Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the main event, Mark's podcast, brought to you by Belly Up Unhinged Radio Network Sports. I'm your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, cat dad, and the man who abides by work 24-7-365, which says, I just worked your ass. I'm Troy, and with me as always is the main event collector and figure hunting warrior. He is the WWE Walking Wrestling Encyclopedia and the Rick to my Scott Steiner. It's the dog-faced Greg. What's up, Greg? Go Blue. Oh, God. I knew hey, I shouldn't you, have made a you brought it up. reference. <sighs> yeah, and their worst theme of all time was when they were in WWE. So it came out of that stupid-ass Michigan fight song. <sighs> and then well, again... Michigan beat Ohio State this year, right? Or this past year? Gotta point hey, that out. Every squirrel finds a nut, man. Gotta, gotta get one in, I guess. But Hey, hey, you brought it up. I'm just... Yeah... <laughs> <sighs> anyway, <laughs> getting out of the college football uh, here, talking about good old fashioned. Oh, we'll get into that in July. Yeah. Uh, well, either way, uh, if you guys are uh, waiting or have been waiting for the podcast, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, real life got in the way, and we had stuff to do. And where's this beef? Oh, you're usually busy. Well, you're busy. Was not busy. Uh, don't put it on me. I want yeah. to just think it was me. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, Look, he, uh, Greg, is, Greg, is the Bruce. <laughs> Greg always has fun on the weekends, goes out and, and does stuff. And unfortunately, that was the only time I had free recently. So, uh, you know, we couldn't choreograph the schedules like usual. So, uh, but things should be evening out now. Uh, no more delays in the pod. Uh, we're getting back on Wouldn't track. Wouldn't say that. Yeah. Well, knock on wood. <laughs> okay. That's yeah so uh we we uh should have the podcast on time we've never delayed it before in two years which is i think pretty impressive uh but you know 
it was bound to happen sooner or later, I, I guess. So uh, we got it in, and now we're bringing. Oh, yes. Yeah? <laughs> wow, we're bringing you Slammiversary 2007. This was Slammiversary 10, uh, or that's a recording. Five. Slammiversary 20 is coming up in five, four days. Yeah, that's freaking. That's nuts. insane. I know the company that nobody thought would last two weeks lasted uh, well, 20 years. I mean, sure, there's a rebranding and all that, but you know, you and I were talking about that. Jeff Jarrett was recently on. Uh, the Broken Skull Sessions, and I haven't got around to watching it yet, but uh, you have, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, because you and I were talking about uh, some of the stuff that was said. I, I had read, like, blurbs from it, but um, you had said he talked a little bit about when Dixie Carter came into TNA, and didn't you say that Jeff wanted to rebrand it as just TNA Wrestling, and she wanted to rebrand it as Impact Wrestling, and she ended up winning out on that? Yep. Basically said she only wanted WWE guys on top and not so many words. I think Bruce Pritchard came right out and said that he he was pushing for impact as well because he said he he wanted to get as far away from the letters TNA as humanly possible, which I, I get. You know, I understand it. I I did like where they're for like a hot minute. You remember when uh, Jeff Jarrett had GFW and they brought it in and it seemed like they were rebranding to just GFW. Yeah. It was working pretty nicely, too. Yeah, I, I liked it. I liked the color scheme. I mean, I, I thought it was cool. I thought the next-gen title sounded kind of dumb, but, you know, whatever. Uh, either way, it was uh, it was a cool rebranding, I thought. But then, you know, Jeff left, or, you know, I, I guess there was, you know, some bickering backstage again. So he left uh, for, like, the third time. And went back to Impact Wrestling. So... I don't know. It's a, uh, it's been a wild ride in TNA Impact, whatever the hell you want to call it, and but you know for good, bad, or indifferent, they are sticking around, man. And who's I? I don't really pay attention. Did did they announce what the main event is on Slammiversary? Yeah, it's Eric Young and uh, Josh Alexander. Oh, for the title. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, two multi-time uh, Canadian World Heavyweight Champions. How about that? Uh, that should be good. But either way, there's some news and notes to talk about today. Some of this stuff really brings me back. We'll dive into all that here in just a moment. But first, we're going to pause right quick to let you know that the main event, Marks, is sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They're clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great tasting vitamins, and big brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to SwiftLifestyles.com and use our special promo code Main Event Marks. That is all one word to get 15% off your order. It's main event marks, all one word for 15% off your order. And now that we're done with all of that, we're going to take our first break. On the other end of this, we're going to bring you all the news and notes from around Slimversary 2007 time. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Get ready to rumble! 
in your new Main Event Marks merchandise. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down... The likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Just to let you know, the main event marks is sponsored by Shocked Energy. Shocked Energy is a healthier alternative to traditional energy drinks. It gives the energy that gamers need while in a long session without skimping on their health. Their products come in a powder form to mix into your water. You can either choose the green apple or watermelon boxes. If you want to try both, you can get the sample kit. Use our link in the podcast description or simply go to shockedenergy.com. At checkout, use our promo code main event. That's all one word to save 10% off your order. That's promo code main event to save 10% at checkout. News and notes time here. Scott Steiner was recently injured during the TNA ATNA live event in Puerto Rico. Steiner was kicked in his throat and required emergency surgery to repair his damaged trachea. As a result of the surgery, Steiner could not fly home from Puerto Rico and has been there with his family since. TNA had hoped to set up an alternative travel arrangement for Steiner so that he could be in Nashville in time for the pay-per-view. However, we were unable to do, or they were unable to do so. As, uh, yeah. Gosh, I forgot to change the wording of some of this in the story here. but I was there. Yeah. Uh, but however, they were unable to do so as he is still under a doctor's care in the hospital. 
So there you go. Uh, I they wouldn't mention him on the show. Yeah, um, because he gets replaced. I must have so, missed the. Yeah, they because they they mentioned he was hurt in Puerto Rico. They don't mention how badly he was hurt. But was this Probably the time? Know. Was this the time where he almost died? I didn't even know there was a time where he almost died. Yeah, I remember because he came back and he cut a promo. He had like this big scar like in his back, and he showed that they had to go up through his back to his. Throat. That might be it, and you know. Yeah, because I know it Jeez. was in Puerto Rico. I'm like, this has to be the time. Either that or Puerto Rico was really bad luck for him. But yeah, because he said it was a weird surgery where uh, the way his throat was messed up, they had to go in through the back somehow, like right below his shoulder blade and up into the front and into his throat because he said he, he almost died. He couldn't breathe. I'm like, dang, man. That sounds so fake. I know. You wouldn't believe it, but he showed off. He had this like gnarly ass scar and everything. And it's like, whew. it almost turned him baby face too. Cause I mean, right here, he's the heel, the heel. Double jeans. <laughs> yeah. Double Good Lord. But yeah. So, um, that was, this was a bad time for Scotty Steiner. Speaking of which his wife, Krista Rex Steiner, who flew to be with her husband in Puerto Rico for his recent surgery had stayed in Nashville to be bedside with Jeff Jarrett's wife, Jill. Uh, Jill Jarrett passed away on May 23rd after a long battle with cancer. <sighs> and what we'll, a uh, time. Yeah, I know. We'll talk about that on the show, too, because they do mention it, because Jeff Jarrett's supposed to be in the main event. But, um, yeah, if I had a loved one just pass away from cancer, I don't think I'd be, uh, you know, wanting to hop in there and, you know, go wrestle either <laughs> Wow, and what a replacement they get. Yeah. Hey, at the time, he was uh, looking to be a top <laughs> guy. Now we look back on it and it's like, wow. But those yeah. Hands man. on those hips, dude. We'll get to it. Good Lord. Yeah. Oh, man, that sucked, man. Because when I heard he was going to, to WWE, I, I was I had two emotions. I was sad that he was leaving TNA because he was. It looked like they were building him up to be a big deal in TNA. So I was kind of sad there. And I and I was a fan of his, but I was also happy because I'm like, well, maybe he'll go, you know, in the bigger pond and do something with himself. Then he showed up and I'm like, whoa, dude, like instead of going yeah. home and getting in shape, you well, I guess round is a shape. So uh, whatever. Good Lord. <laughs> Am I wrong? I'm touching that. <laughs> and then I was <laughs> when he made his return to TNA years later, I was like, oh, maybe he'll get in shape for this. Nope. He was bigger. I'm like, dang, dude. Like, you know. All signs point to him being there this weekend, so. Hopefully he has, you know, uh, gotten shape for it. <laughs> so, I don't know. Because uh, it's like, dude, you do realize that, you know, people were, like, mocking you for that, right? Like, it's like, wow, you were. Because he was in great shape here in TNA. Then he goes to WWE where he could make the big bucks. And it's like, Wow. Uh, nice to see you cared so much. Put on a Sunday best. Right, yeah. I had to put on that singlet. You know when you go from shorts to singlet, that means <laughs> one thing. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> but either way, since being removed from TSA... Hang on, hang on. Before we continue, I gotta, I gotta get ready here. Good lord, that was a big one. It's a, it's uh, a pretty big can. It's an organic... Uh, 
fruit drink. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I I already drank my uh, my Red Bull for the day, so I you know I, I've moved on moved on to Gatorade. Gatorade. Hey, had to get the Adam Sandler movie reference in at least once. I'm sure we'll get one more. Oh, yeah. But since being removed from the TNA creative team, Scott Demore is said to have lost significant power and influence within the company. Man, how times change. I was going to say, my, how 15 years makes a difference. Because as far as I know, he's, didn't you say he's like running the whole show now? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, he's feels like he is on TV. I don't know. Yeah, he's definitely the on-screen guy. He's uh, he's on-screen, uh, the on-screen guy, like, basically, like, Adam Pierce over in, on Raw, isn't he? Yeah, just, you know, not as cool. Yeah. He's not a former hey. NWA champion. No, but he is Canadian, so, you know, I don't uh, know if that's points for or against, but I'm just letting that hang in the air. <laughs> Does that mean there's a Canadian bias now? Yeah, I mean... The, he's booking two Canadian guys going for the world title. It's hard to ignore. Biggest shows of the year. I hard call to ignore. discrimination. Yeah, it's this, this ain't right, man. Anyway, good lord. Uh, Kurt Angle backed out of his scheduled meeting with the Bodog MMA group. You know what the hell that is? Yeah, it's just like I think it was a uh, promotion, not a, like a fighting promotion. Just like a they slapped their names on stuff. Now I don't know what it was. I don't think it was a league or anything. I could be wrong on that. Okay. I don't know. Well, the belief with Bodog is that if Angle is going to do MMA, he will only do it in the UFC. So maybe they were. Me. Yeah. And look, I know it's Kurt Angle and he's an Olympic gold medalist, whatever, but he's got some age and a lot of injuries on him at this point. Uh, so, and. I like where he's like. I think at this point, only... Randy Couture had just come back and won the title. So maybe he was like, oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you could even forgive that. Well, the, you also got to think Angle hasn't really fought in forever. Like Randy Couture. Well, actually, he never really fought. He he wrestled, which, you know, is obviously a part of MMA. But he's never stepped foot in like an MMA fight before. Randy Couture was you know, one of, if not the best, when he got out. So, I don't know. And like I said, all the neck injuries and everything, it's like, you got to think it's like <laughs> anybody else. Like, well, I will only ever fight in the biggest, most popular MMA promotion ever, or I won't fight at all. Like, hmm, that's some stones, man. Way to hinder yourself. Yeah, right. But uh, anyway, going down south here a little bit, CMLL has fired prelim wrestler, a prelim wrestler called Danger. Danger is blamed for a video that ended up on YouTube that shows Mystico unmasked. The footage That's is a reason to fire CM somebody. Yeah, I guess. Well, I guess he was running a camera in the locker room. Uh, it also shows Mephisto. Oh, okay, well, that's probably a bigger offense. Then. Well, it shows Mephisto and Averno without their masks also. And the camera remain, but the camera remains on Mystico. This is actually this is kind of like a big deal down in Mexico. It's like you just you don't do that. They're really private about that stuff. I don't think you should do it anywhere. But yeah, I thought right. it was just like maybe a video he made on a cell phone in a club or something. I don't know how it ended. How does it quote unquote end up on YouTube? Because back in 07, some friends you, got it. And, I don't know, but 
Yeah, well, because, like, back in 07, you didn't hear so much about, like, you know, oh, the iCloud got hacked or something like that, you know? I I don't even know when YouTube became a thing, so... Uh, early 2000s, but... Yeah, so it was still kind of new-ish at this point, but... Yeah, it's like somebody would have had to either have stolen his phone or hacked his phone. Or he got drunk and let one of his friends use it or something. There's also that. Uh, but Danger's father, Salsero... I think is how you pronounce it. He's uh, El Eo del Piroff is also in danger of being fired. Is Piroff the guy who was in 1997 Royal Rumble? Yes. So this would have been his son. So they don't say in the story, by the way, if he's in danger of being fired because his son was an idiot and got fired. Because if so, it's kind of effed up. Unless he had something to do with it, obviously. But uh, I don't know. No F's given, dude. Yeah, right. Uh, do you... You remember it's like when the mob, dude? Hey, well, you know, kill you and your kid, but that part's not personal. Yeah, right. It's just business. <laughs> Did you see, uh, or do you remember that time where like Puroff grabbed the mic and started speaking Spanish right next to, and like cut a promo in Spanish next to Vince McMahon? Yes. <laughs> he, he didn't know what he <laughs> he was saying, but he basically said, "I'm the greatest wrestler in the entire world," and all this other stuff. And it's like, oh god. <sighs> anyway, I mean, you should feel that about yourself, but I would. Keep it quiet around someone of that stature. But. Yeah, maybe don't go to somebody else's <laughs> promotion and, uh, you know, shoot on the mic. <laughs> you know, that's uh, not a smart thing to do. It's an effing shoot, bro. The FBI, not the full-blooded Italians. You know, the, the real FBI. Uh, but they're, sure. not ha- uh, they're not happy that the WWE is using their names in the McMahon death storyline. The difference <laughs> between- uh, the difference between WWE using them and a TV show using them is that the WWE doesn't run uh, writer credits at the end of their show. I guess that's a f- an important thing. WWE is perpetrating the FBI's involvement in the case of McMahon's death as real, and that's why they're upset. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, yeah. that's, that's a fair reason to be upset. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the FBI is looking into this. And then the FBI is like, no, the F we're not. (laughs) (laughs) You know, obviously what happened that what canceled that storyline was, you know, a lot more tragic and and everything. But can you imagine like if that storyline had been able to play out just the effing insanity of that all? Yeah, right. I was always wondering where it was going to go. There are so many what ifs about it. And like the biggest rumor was that like he was going to get his real life brother involved and he was going to take over for Vince or whatever. And it was like, what? It's like and Bruce Pritchard said he cannot confirm nor deny any of that stuff because he's like, I, I don't know. I just I don't know where it was going to go. Seemed like one of them. It's like, we'll get into it and then we'll figure it out, pal. God dang it. Damn I'm going to die, pal. I'm going to shoot, die. going to get ratings. Uh, he, I heard this story about Eric Bischoff wanted to claim that his plane crashed, then he was going to show up at Halloween Havoc as a ghost. I want to steal it, pal. That wasn't him. That was uh, Disco Inferno's idea, right? No, that was Eric. He I admitted know. to that. <laughs> wow, well, yeah. Uh, that would have been more understandable if that was a Disco Inferno idea. <laughs> but Eric Bischoff, Eric Bischoff freaking claims it. He's like, yeah, yeah I was going to do it. Like, what the F, dude? Well, it's Halloween Havoc. It's like, that doesn't mean you can be that, like, in, insanely stupid. Like, come on. Yeah. Anyway. 
Speaking of which, due to the timing of the death of Sherry Martell, officials within WWE were highly considering dropping the Vince McMahon death angle quickly as quickly as possible, citing taste and timing. Yeah. Like I mentioned, something even bigger. Well, you know, not to diminish Sherry's death. It was obviously very tragic, but a... Uh, well, yeah, the way this happens, though. Yeah, a double homicide suicide is uh, going to crop up and... Yeah, that's really going to cancel this storyline. So, ah, man. Uh, early estimates pegged WrestleMania 23 at doing 1,200,000 buys, an all-time record for the company on pay-per-view. It that was now huge. Biggest ever. Uh, it is now figured... He has said those to, words about that event, by the way. <laughs> but, and at the time, he was not wrong. <laughs> Uh, but it is now figured at having done 1,175,000 buys and 750,000 domestic buys. So we're looking at about 1,925,000 buys altogether, which is almost 2 million. That's insane. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Losers, only 2 million buys to a pay-per-view. Ugh, man. There is uh, more and more negative sentiment regarding the jackass idea at SummerSlam. Triple H wants none. Oh, man, Just wait a couple <laughs> years. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Triple H wants none of it, of the top stars to have anything to do with them. There is also a push to limit their involvement to one match instead of the proposed three. Did that ever go through? I'm forgetting. I now. don't think so. I, like they popped up on Raw, and I think that was it. Yeah, the Umaga beat the hell out of them. Out of them. Yeah, wasn't it? Uh, it was Steve-O, and was it Ryan? Uh, no, it was uh, uh, Party Boy. Oh, okay. I just remember he's like, he's. you can tell he's like not pulling his punches. He's legit beating the crap out of him. And Steve-O is like laughing his ass off while doubled over in pain. <laughs> I'm like, and, it, and the more he did it, the angrier Umaga got, and the more he'd stiff them. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, dude. Like, when he splashed him from the top rope, you could tell he, like, put his whole weight into it. Like, that's a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of man meat right there coming down on you. <laughs> uh, speaking of him, by the way, Umaga did not go on the last week's tour of Europe because he was sitting at home to rest his injuries. He had a bad rib and a bad elbow these days. Hmm. I don't recall him taking, like, a long leave of absence, but. Uh, uh, he definitely didn't because, what is this, 07? Yeah. Oh, is he at SummerSlam? Wait, this is 07. No, he's, um, this is June right here? Uh, July. Or, oh, yeah, we're in June. Yeah. yeah. Summer yeah June. Okay. Uh, he would right. definitely be back very soon. He's at the Great American Bashing with Jeff Hardy for the IC title. I was there. This is 06 or 07? I mean, sorry. 07. Yeah. It's, so it's, yeah, he's there the next month. So, yeah. Like a bunch of okay. nothing. Yeah. Uh, well, the Undertaker has been busy recovering from a surgery to repair his torn tri torn bicep. Rather, uh, an article in the Coloradoan uh, said that the Undertaker and a partner have begun buying two point seven million dollars uh, in real estate to plan to build an upscale office building. Uh, the article what the said, "Hell, that sounds weird." But <laughs> I know, right? You're like, uh, huh? The article said that the Undertaker. Well, I'm thinking of the Undertaker. I think of an office building, dude. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, he's sitting there doing his nine to five, you know, drinking his coffee, pulling in the secretary. Uh, 
The article said that The Undertaker is preparing for a post-wrestling life with the venture. The Undertaker told the, the uh, <laughs> newspaper, quote, real estate is a new adventure for me, end quote. Wow, is he God. preparing? It's 13 years from now. He's going to retire. Yeah, right. <laughs> you imagine God, you want to talk about getting a jump start in your future, man. Good Lord. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, right. Can you imagine The Undertaker in real estate? Yeah. It's like, it's like, why are heard... you only showing us funeral homes? <laughs> Hello? That could be real estate, too, dude. Yeah, right. I mean, in what world is that not real estate? It's still a building, is it not? Yep. That's yeah, true. So there you go. I'm just imagining. Boyard. <laughs> I'm just I'm just imagining him sitting at his desk and he hits the button on his, like, the telecom, <laughs> uh, the uh, call button on his phone. And he's like, he's talking to his secretary. He's like, Jenny, are you there? And she comes over and she's like, oh, yes. Oh, there's an image. <laughs> hey, he's like, you don't have to do that every time. <laughs> it's like uh, that new commercial with uh, Andy Samberg and Snoop Dogg. Snoop D-O-double-G. Just Snoop. Okay, Snoop. D-O-double-G. They're going to do it every damn time. It's funny for a second. Jeez. Uh, but the article also noted that the undertaker isn't expected to be back from his surgery for five months let's see if this is wrong this is again june yeah back in three now let's put the difference yeah right yeah the undertaker took so much time off like here and there during this period i always forget when there's always for this is the one where edge cashed in on him and he returns and bases mark henry unforgiven so Oh, yeah. So that's June to September, so July. Oh, yeah, three months. Man, Undertaker versus Mark Henry. I remember those classic matches. Was the main event, too, I must point out. God, Tista yeah. and, uh, was it Booker? Had to take the back seat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. And if you're going to take a back seat to one match. Yeah. Uh, company sources say that Vince McMahon is admitting in <laughs> private, admitting in private, <laughs> that the company is running too many pay-per-views. The expectation no. is that, <laughs> yeah, right. The expectation is they will cut back from 15 to 14 in 2008. Although, which pay-per-view that gets dropped has not been decided on. Most uh, likely, can't. 2007. Trying to figure out which one it was. Most likely candidates are One Night Stand, Cyber Sunday, no, or, no. or New Year's Revolution. That one might have been dropped, that one. I believe. It might have been that one. Yeah. So, one night stand. Have... Was it 08 that it became Extreme Rules? What was the first year for that? I want to say 09, because I think 08 it was still one night stand, but they called it one night stand Extreme Rules, if I remember right. Oh, yeah. One of those oh. tagline shows. Yeah. Uh, I thought this was funny. Hey, no damn sense, by the way. One night stand of what? Yeah. You see on Monday and Thursday. Yeah. After the. After the ECW thing faded off, it's like, what is this one night stand for? Like uh, a money grab. <laughs> right. Uh, the best selling WWE DVD of 2007 was the new and improved DX, which has now I still shipped, have that. It is now shipped 165,000 copies. All right, then. That's just uh, that's another one of those where it's like, where were we in 2007? Oh, Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny, though. At this point right here, Triple H is still out with a second torn quad. Oh, man. That sucks, man. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's legs. Him, uh, Kevin Nash, and Vince McMahon. Just, ugh. And Rick Boogs. 
Oh yeah. See, did he only tear the one? I mean, not that's so. good, but I just—I think his claws are bigger than Triple H's and Vince's combined, so he might get back quicker. Yeah, maybe he is a freaking jacked man, dude. Yeah, he is. So I, I feel like he might be okay. I hope. Well, what's uh, what's messed up is uh, Bruce Pritchard, because the thing is always like, when did Vince tear his second quad? Anybody knows? Doesn't know what we're talking about? Uh, was it this year's Royal Rumble or the next year's? Uh, I only know about it at 05. I didn't know he did it again. Or 05? Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I, thought he, yeah. I thought he did it again. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, he he was coming out to restart the Royal Rumble match after Batista and uh, John Cena eliminated each other. And Which was a legit botch, right? Yes. Yeah, that's why he. they said he was, like, when he storms out angry, they said he was legit hot. Uh, and it didn't make things better that when he slid in the ring, he tore his quad. So he goes to stand up and sits right back down because he can't stand up. And I think uh, I heard Bruce say something about it happened because he was sitting at Gorilla for three straight hours and never stood up. And anybody who knows when you wake up in the morning, you don't just get out of bed and run. <laughs> you got to get your right. bearings first, man. So. Yeah. And he's and he's like stomp running to the ring. So he gets out there, tears the squad. And Bruce said. You know, he's trying to be like, All right, I don't need help. I, you know, I'm a man. I can yeah, walk on my can own. See it. Yeah. And he said, he's like, he's walking through the back telling people, oh, you know, get off me, get off me. And then you just hear, ah, ah, ah. And he said, his, that was his second quad going. Oh, my God. Like, damn, dude. Like, you should have just let him help you and, like, wheel your Forget ass out. Get it, man. You know, that male testosterone, but. <laughs> right. And he said it sucked worse for him because he said, uh, Vince McMahon is like a leg workout freak, and obviously he couldn't work it, work out his legs, you know, until he <laughs> could stand up again. So. He'd be like Lieutenant Dan, Forrest Gump, just work out his arms. Do you remember that? Just lift <laughs> beer all day. <laughs> wow, that's oh man, that would have been the first thing I said back to him when he when he could finally stand up again. I'd be like, Lieutenant Dan, you got your legs back. <laughs> oh oh man. Lord. The June 2nd Saturday Night's main event actually did a 1.78 rating. The show drew 2.72 oh, million show viewers. sucked. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. A 1.78 rating in 2007 was awful. Like, they were doing better than that on Raw and SmackDown. But the oh, show, 2006, well, I don't SmackDown know about SmackDown. Too. Well, it was the best, though, man. Yeah, I mean, I don't think... Looking back, I'm saying I, I don't think SmackDown had higher ratings only because of the channel they were on. I could be wrong, though. I definitely think but, it has something to do with them being on uh, on broadcast. Yeah, I'm not I an mean, expert on claim to be very. Like, it's come on, dude. If you don't have to have cable to watch something, don't you think logic dictates? Oh, it's going to get more people watching. Yeah, I well, mean that's just uh, how I look at it. What channel were they on in 07? Was that the My Network TV days? <sighs> No, I, I know they like were on UPN. Okay. I think so. Well, I, think I do it, think that's coming to an then, end, though. Yeah, I think it officially switched to the CW at this point. So, if so, technically they were on like UPN, well, actually, CW. Yeah, right. They were on UPN, CW, uh, My Network TV, Sci Fi, whatever F and reason, and yeah, Sci Fi is probably the worst run in SmackDown history. Yeah, I and I was a faithful watcher of all the wrestling shows back there, back in that era, except for SmackDown, because it was mainly uh, 
hey, you know those matches you saw on Monday night? We're going to do them again. Uh, so, yeah. But either way. Um, right now, as you speak, it's the best wrestling on all TV. It has its ups and down periods. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, every wrestling show does, especially, you know, in nowadays. Uh, but the show did beat out the Stanley Cup Finals, which did a 1.1 rating for hockey. Uh, the, what year is this? 07? Uh, yeah. The Red Wings, probably? I don't know why the hell Oz I keep Red asking Red. what year this is, by the way. You'd think I would know. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Red Wings, Blackhawks, Flyers. It's one of the, the big ones, probably. Penguins. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks won it. Uh, oh, well, the hell with this. I don't care anymore. It's even worse. Yeah, uh, yeah, the Ducks defeated the Senators four four games to one. Wow, Damn. Ottawa was in a in a finals. Holy crap! Yeah, anybody that watched for the for the like the one hockey fan that may be listening to us, I hope he I think he's <laughs> listening. To us, actually, his yeah. team's actually at the um, Stanley Cup right now. Uh, he'll he'll tell you, man. Ottawa's one of the biggest jokes in all hockey as we speak for the past couple of years. So to hear they were in a finals is like whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I personally stopped caring about the Ducks when they stopped being the Mighty Ducks. So there you go. That's the change. only reason I would even tolerate them. But naturally, by default, I hate their guts. But you know, yeah. I don't forget my childhood because of that movie. So. Well, hey, you know what the most feared animal out there is, right, Greg? A duck. Oh well, hell yeah. <sighs> anyway, uh, the number for Saturday night's main event would still have been considered bad as the average summer rerun of Saturday Night Live does a 2.8 rating, costs no extra money, and NBC can sell ads for triple the amount in comparison to pro wrestling. <laughs> Damn, dude. I also want to point out, too, that this Saturday Night's main event was not like your typical one. It was in prime time. So, uh, yeah. At least if that if had that rating at, like, 1130, that probably would have been good, I assume. But no, it, was it wasn't like, 1130. <laughs> it was 8 o'clock. When you're when you're a live program, like a big, quote unquote, big wrestling live program, whatever, and you're getting beat out by the rerun of SNL, <laughs> like by a large margin, too, by the way. Yikes. Uh, but John Cena's match with the great Kali. So, you know, that'll draw some numbers. Uh, started out with a 27 oh, rating. But then, but then the show lost 22 percent of its audience which uh, was over 900,000 within the first 10 minutes. Go figure, because they probably saw that match. <laughs> uh, the ratings continued to fall, but with the late-night show, there that's to be expected. However, no other segment had the enormous or had that enormous of a drop. The Finley and Hornswoggle versus Boogeyman and Little Boogeyman match lost 450,000 viewers. I wonder why. Hey, I love Swoggle. You shut your mouth personal friend he's entertaining i love finley boogeyman was fine i guess no he uh, wasn't yeah he's yeah he's of all the ones you could have slammed in this uh, the one you you should have you call fine but he like, sucked, i got i got his... you now <laughs> well, he sucked but i thought the character was i mean if you if you eliminate the whole eating oh, well, worms thing yeah hell yeah that was it was great yeah i have a jack's figure of him by the way uh, to make a new one tell so I can get it. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, just like, who the hell's tuning in for that match, man? But uh, final I mean, story. Keep, keep in mind, this was just Horn Swoggle back then. Like, nowadays, he's bigger. Yeah, not right. physically. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I was going to say, not in, uh, you know, stature-wise. Yeah. But 
I think he's a lot more beloved now, so people would probably tune in now to see him. Right, yeah. Well, hey, he came out as a little AJ Styles on uh, Impact one time, so. Yeah. That that was something. It was horrible, but funny. Yeah, I was like, okay, I chuckled. (laughs) It was the Wii nominal one. Oh, my God. (laughs) That was the real name. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Oh. I wonder if AJ saw that. I, 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 would, <laughs> I hope he watched it and laughed his ass off. Go back and anyway. watch it if anyone has it. He did a really good cosplay job of him, I just want to say. Yeah, he did. Uh, final story I got here. Former WWE champion Psycho Sid has his body looking in great shape and is trying to get another run in the WWE. He is 46, year old, or 46 years old now. What uh, about Sid? No, yeah. There's no word yet on if WWE is interested in bringing him back or not. Sid had a match at an indie show back in March. A person who witnessed it said that it was actually pretty decent by, you know, Sid standards. He was also in uh, pretty much the same shape that people last saw him when he was in WCW. Can I just point out that man's never been, like, out of shape? You notice that? Dude, his out of shape is, like, goals for most people. (laughs) Like, seriously, it's like he's, he's never changed. No? He's a freaking animal, dude. Like, I mean, you got to go with you, that's one thing Cornette says about him. He's like, well, yeah, of course, he was always a consideration because who the hell looks like that? Like, yeah, I mean, he was, barely showed up. He was there to go. And, yeah. And he's I the mean, first guy it, to have that it factor when talks about. I know you and I always talked about it, where it's like there was something about him. He wasn't great in the ring. He never put on a match where it was like, ah, oh, that was so effing good. He had some good ones. But he just didn't give a damn. Yeah. It's like, it was just, when that music hit, whatever the music was, people just freaking blew, man. Like, I go back to the Garden, 1996, Survivor Series. They don't just accept yeah. anybody there. You know this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Shawn Michaels was the baby face here. And Sid. It's about as godlike in wrestling in 96 as he can possibly get. Right, and Sid came out, and they blew the damn roof off for him. Freaking, like, fist bumping him on the way down. I was like, damn, dude. Like, they rattled the walls with that. But it's... Yeah, that is true. I I mean, you could say the same thing about Batista. I think he was better in the ring than Sid. He got far better. He started out kind of slow. He got far better, though. (laughs) Right. But still, like, Batista... Batista's promos were never one to write home about. Uh, He had some moments... It's happening you know, right now with Wardlow. Yeah. Like, Ward, Nobody wants to hear that man speak, but man, when the bell rings, go. I'll say Especially this, if anyone in, hasn't seen it, he does not, he does not speak well, but that doesn't matter. Right. I'll say this in, uh, like, if you listen to him in just like a shoot promo, like a, a conversation where he's being interviewed, like out of character, he, you know, he's well-spoken, but yeah, it, I've never really heard a promo out of him where I was like, damn, dude, that was memorable. But, yeah, he's, he's like, everybody's ready. Just let him go, man. Light that fuse. There's no champion right now, and he's not the guy. That, that's what I question. But, yeah. Hey, whatever. Not even, not even in consideration. Like, you had him destroy MJF at the pay-per-view, and the next show, he's out there in a squash match? I guess. You know what he's doing? At the, as of this recording, you know what he's doing tonight? He is facing, I'm not joking, 20 security guards. That's oh, what's going God on. sake. Oh, well then. 
Are we going to get a repeat of when uh, Kevin Nash took on the entire New Blood? <laughs> right. Uh, well, he have a stick of dynamite and not lighten the fuse right now. What, what the hell? I know. It's like, dude, not everything has to be a slow burn. Just let it go, man. I'll strike all the irons hot. Can you imagine if it was like, and I realize they gave him a ton of squash matches and built up that streak, whatever, but it's like, they didn't do a real slow burn with Goldberg. It's like, he squashed his jobbers for a while, and then, boom, he's the effing champ. Why? Because he was mega over. I'll get one better. Why? Who gives a damn? That's all that matters. Yeah. But, Either way, that is it for the news and notes. We're going to take our next break. When we come back, it's Slammiversary 2007, right after this. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod, on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks, and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks, and at Main Event Collector. This message is brought to you by Belly Up Sports. No, just kidding. This is not an NWO promo. This is just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, the host of Here in Puckburg on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I have a hockey podcast where we talk about hockey fandom and the love of the game and where that leads you in this, this game we call life. Why am I on Main Event Marks telling you about this? Well, what if I told you I had one half of the world's greatest tag team, otherwise known as the Main Event Marks, the one and only Greg, Superfly Greg. He was on and he was talking about his love of the game. So you might want to come over and check that episode out. If you like what you hear, you can check out the rest of our incredible episodes with our incredible hockey community from PHF athletes, ESPN personalities, fathers of NHL players, and a whole lot more. Come by, follow the show, give a like, give a subscribe, and it'd be great to have you here in Puckburg. But enough about me. Let's get back to what you're really here for, the main event marks, because they are the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Grace, and I'm an indie vet. I'm also home from work at 6 and already transformed into a princess. Mommy, put on your clown. That's because I've got complete control of my schedule, plenty of shifts that fit my life, and a team like no other. It's a whole new way to vet. Indie Vets. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. TNA Slammiversary 2007, the date June 17th, 2007, the tagline Massacre in Music City. And it took place at the Nashville Municipal Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee. Attendance 3,500, <laughs> uh, 3, and the pay-per-view buy rate was about 25,000 buys. So That was one of them. Yeah, they weren't doing great buy-wise back then. but yeah, I, I, think, I disagree. I think that might be good for them, considering some of the yeah. numbers I've heard. I don't know if it's true or not. They go between twenty five and 35,000 with their buys for shows around this time. So, yeah, they never really 
had any uh, huge buy rates for anything. It's I like think the thing just... debut at Final Resolution 06 did. Yeah, I'm not positive about yeah, I'm not positive, but I've heard it was good. But... Yeah, well, it might be good for them, too, like like what you had said. That's true, by definition. You know. Right. But we get the whitest pre-show opening package ever. It showed highlights of TNA throughout <laughs> the years, spliced in with video of the backwoods in Nashville, all set to some banjo music. <laughs> yeah, it was literally the, the deliverance song. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what? The hell, man! Well, that freaks out a little bit, so they're gonna stay out of court. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's just like, why are you doing this? But at the end, they get a. This is the worst part of it all. You know the demo they're, they're going for. But like, they get a Tiger Woods impersonator, and you know that's exactly who they're trying to, you know, make this guy look like. Why? Why do you think that? Oh, I don't know. He dressed exactly like Tiger Woods. Was golfing. Kind of covered his face with the brim of his hat and. Uh, I think he was using Nike balls, too, if I remember correctly. Might have had a certain skin tone. But anyways, yeah. I mean, why, do we, why do you think that, though? Uh, yeah, right. Well, <laughs> I don't know, because he, he had a you know a, a line of women waiting for it. And I'm just kidding. Anyway. Uh, oh, you're not, but and an just angry, saying it. Anyways. Um. And an angry Swedish uh, ex-wife. They're uh, waiting to break a club over his head. I don't know. But <laughs> uh, he attempts a putt, only to be stopped by Jeff Jarrett, who then Elkabongs him. I, oh God! I I was like, I would have laughed, but I was just like, "What the f is this?" Like, uh, I, I love watching these back for the show only because like I forget stuff like this, and it brought yeah. me back. I'm like, this was a real freaking thing. Yep. Uh, yeah. But we now go back into the arena to see the low cash cowboys. Yeah, those guys uh, performing some rockabilly song. Before smashing a guitar. Yes, Toby Keith was busy. Yeah, right. Or, you know, anybody with name value. I mean, Toby Keith, I mean, I feel like, you know, he's a TNA guy, right? He's on the very first show. Yeah, right. Yeah, he even gets a mention on the show. Uh, And they play video of him being on that show. Of course they do. Apparently he plays that video at every one of his concerts. Wow, nice. (laughs) Uh, I will say, uh, I, I gave... The low cash cowboys crap because I don't I don't pay attention to rockabilly music so maybe they were something in 2007 and I just don't know but uh, either way but well, I mean in order to know you have to know country and I don't really know country so yeah right they could be a huge thing I for all I know well I gotta I doubt it but... <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I doubt they're a big thing yeah but hey, especially if they were popping for them though to be fair yep hey Nashville <laughs> but all of this whiteness was followed up hilariously by videos of Shea Guevara and Fidel Castro as LAX comes to the ring. <sighs> oh, God, I couldn't help but laugh my ass off at this. <sighs> the first match. We can use that, right? I don't know how that works. <laughs> yeah, basically. But this match is LAX of Hernandez and Hamasaki <laughs> with Conan in their corner. Taking on Rhino and Senshi. Yeah. With uh, I just say this is the real LAX, by the way. People often heard me call the uh, the one in Impact or AW right now the fake LAX. But not that I don't like them, but this is the real one. I I get that like some people call them like what pride and power or proud and powerful or whatever, but like that's not actually their like 
That's literally a Twitter, Twitter handles, I believe, and that's why they call them it. Yeah, but it's like, I don't think that's their, you know, TM tag team name. So it's like they just go by uh, Ortiz and Santana. And it's like, you guys should really get a team name. And Proud might be bald tonight, let's see, as of this recording. Yeah, right. But either way, uh, the reason that Senshi is teaming with Rhino is because they pulled the original partner for Rhino for the main event. We'll get into that. But they got Hector Guerrero in their corner. This match goes about eight and a half minutes. I'll say this. The venue looks good, and the crowd is super hot for this. In the end, Conan distracts the ref. Homicide grabs a slapjack, but Hector Guerrero takes it and hot shots Homicide on the top rope. Rhino then hits a gore on Homicide for the pinfall win. Uncle Dave gave it three and a quarter stars. I gave it two and a half. Let's say you. I gave it three. I love this. It was a good hot opener. I'll say that. I, I mean, the whole senshi being thrown in, you know, extenuating circumstances. I get it. But I don't know if it would have helped it with uh, the original lineup or not. But yeah, either way, wasn't no, a bad match. I, mean, it was, I think it was destined to go this way. Yeah. All in all, like I said, not a bad match. I enjoyed it. So, but up next, uh, Scott Steiner suffered an injury in Puerto Rico. So there's a question as to who Rick Steiner's partner is going to be against Team 3D tonight. Backstage, Jeremy Borash says that he's waiting to hear word from Jim Cornette on that matter. Eric Young, pop- <laughs> uh, Eric Young pops up and acts nervous about his career. Tracy Brooks now walks up and tries to talk Eric into uh, not wrestling for his career against Robert Roode tonight. Gail Kim then interrupts and tells Eric to concentrate before kissing him and saying, that's a kiss from a real woman. They walk off, and an angry Tracy Brooks shouts, bitch. <laughs> uh, okay, then. You say it on pay-per-view, not on um, Spike. Yeah, right. Uh, now everybody says it. Oh, they've got a lot more vicious with the words nowadays. I, mean, I guess yeah, the FCC opened the, the floodgates on what can be said. I, I don't know. <laughs> Hey, South Park predicted this, okay? <laughs> it used to be Simpsons did it. Now it's South Park predicted it. But now we get Chris Saban. Yeah, they, they predicted it for their own needs, to be fair. We yeah. want to be able to do this. Yeah, right. <laughs> we now get uh, Chris Saban defending the TNA X Division title against the Guru, Sanjay Dutt, and Black Machismo in a triple threat match. This goes All just shy All these guys are still going, by the way. Yeah, right. Uh, this goes just shy of nine minutes. Kevin Nash comes out to be on commentary for this one. Sanjay Dutt wasn't much of a factor in this one. Did you notice that? He like gets kind of knocked out early, and then it's just Saban and Machismo. Uh, I guess I didn't realize it, no. Yeah, like the last, seems like the last like four, four or so minutes of it, I'm like, what the hell is Dutt? Is he like dead? In the end, Machismo hits a flying elbow drop for the win. Uncle Dave gave it three and a half stars. I give it between, I don't know, I, I I said two and a half, but I might give it three. Let's say you. I gave it two. It was over too quick. This could have went a lot longer. Yeah. Uh, it it was good. I, I get why all three of them were in the match, but yeah. And I think they just wanted to get the title off of Chris Saban so he could go on to do other things, which we'll get into later. But uh, Kevin Nash gets in the ring to celebrate with Black Machismo, who almost cries. And now to the back. To the back. Oh, really. We actually uh, 
I get a video package now showing how Frank Wycheck was involved in the very first ever TNA show. If they didn't tell me, I would have had no idea who the hell Frank Wycheck is. I not insert a random fan. Tennessee Titan here. Yeah, right. Is he like a big deal and I'm just oblivious to it? I don't or? think so. I never heard him before this. Yeah. Well, recently, James Storm had been verbally and physically provoking him. Now we get a match between the two because they're in Tennessee, I guess. But and he's that, a Tennessee Cowboy. What do you not get about this? Yeah. Backstage, Letitia Klein is interviewing James Storm with Miss Jackie Moore. Klein says that Storm crossed a line with him. And Storm says that it was Wycheck who crossed the line with him. He points out that the Tennessee Titans have never won a Super Bowl. I'm sure that kind of hurt Storm to say. Still uh, here. Right. Uh, and says that he's still going to give Wycheck the uh, last concussion he'll ever suffer. Jackie Moore then asks Letitia Klein how much she paid for her boobs and said that she'd go get her money back from them. <sighs> Good Lord. But we now yeah. go to. I don't know what else to say just, about that. I, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I'm not going to speculate, but are Jackie's real? Uh, I wouldn't say so. I, I don't know. Maybe they, I don't know, but I'm just saying just, it'd be ironic. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, we now go to uh, James Storm and Ron the Truth Killings with Miss Jackie Moore in their corner, taking on Jerry Lynn and Frank Wycheck with Kyle Vandenbosch. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I kind of know who Kyle Vandenbosch is. Uh, I don't know. But either way, this went shy of nine minutes. I love how Ron Killings was just a random thrown in side character of this one. Like James Storm. Oh, and Ron the Truth Killings. Did you notice that? I didn't. No. I was like, why the hell is he here? Like, and they're like, oh, he's a former NWA champion. Like, yeah. yeah I mean, he was. Yeah, it's like, okay. Why is he in this match? Because, damn it, pal. Anniversary. Everyone's got to be on the card. Right. Uh, James Storm hits the last call on Frank Wycheck and covers him, but Kyle Vandenbosch pulls Storm out of the ring and beats on him. Miss Jackie then jumps on Vandenbosch's back, and he drops her off, and then gets into a shoving match with Storm. Back in the ring, uh, Wycheck finally hits a pile driver on Storm and pins him to win. So, you know, the celebrity must win, pal. Uh, Uncle Dave gave this two and three quarters of a star. I gave it dose. Let's say you. I gave it two. It was rough to watch. Yeah. Like a sideshow. Yeah, I'm like, why is this match happening? You're like, oh, got to get quote unquote celebrities on the you. car. Everybody's going to be on the car. What do you not get about that? Yeah. It's like, dude, nobody outside of Tennessee gives a damn about this match. Oh, yeah. Be- I'm sure everybody in Tennessee cares. I guess if you're a hard, uh, not everybody, but I guess if you're a hardcore Titans fan, you're like, oh, you know, that's kind of cool. You know, that'd be like, yeah, you're just, you're just picking crap out of the air now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, like, let's say last year, if they would have, if AEW had uh, Baker Mayfield in a match, you know, I would have been like, oh, oh, at the big show cool. in Cleveland in January. Yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> yeah, that would have been awesome, man. Just. <laughs> No, when a I think, beach in, in uh, January in Cleveland's probably awesome, too. Oh, yeah, because when I think, you know, beaches and warm weather and everything, uh, I, th- I think Cleveland, any time in, of year. In January? Yeah, J- January's the worst That's part of it, but just part. any time of year. 
But yeah, it's. I mean, mm. like I said, I would have cared. I don't think anybody outside of Cleveland or Alabama would have given a damn. But yeah, I don't know. But this, nobody gave a damn. It was like, I, I hope he didn't work for you know a, a big paycheck because, <laughs> yikes. Up next is Alex Shelley versus Mister Bob Backlund. Went three minutes forty six seconds. Finally, man. Oh yeah. Fun. Hey, this has been building and building, and we. Oh man, it was. You talk about slow burn, man. It's it, it's finally here. Alex F and Shelley taking on Mister Backlund. Woo! Or no? <laughs> I don't know what to say to that man. <laughs> In less than four minutes, might I add. <laughs> That's the uh, only reason I'm not ready to crap all over this because it was over quickly. <sighs> well, Chris Saban runs in and tries to interfere, but Backlund thwarts his efforts. Backlund then gets Shelley in a bridging O'Connor roll for the win. Yes, you heard me right. Bob Backlund beat Alex Shelley in 2007. And Alex Shelley had help. This one got three quarters of a star from <laughs> Uncle Dave. I gave it a whole star. What say you? I gave it one as well. Well, yeah, you look at the you look at the history of TNA. And you're like, wow, this is what they're doing with a guy who could have been one of their big stars. Yep. <laughs> and then you think of what Bob Backlund had done in his career, and like you know, selling out the Garden and stuff like that. And it's like, oh yeah, you're beating Alex Shelley in less than four minutes on this show, and you know, the backwoods of Nashville. Cool. <laughs> <sighs> but Chris Saban tries to attack Backlund from behind after the match and gets locked into a crossface chicken wing. Shelley breaks it up, but Backlund, Backlund grabs him in a uh, crossface chicken wing next. Kevin Nash comes down to calm Bob Backlund down, and then Jerry Lynn runs out to get a uh, big boot to the face. In the face! In the Nash. face! <laughs> uh, Shelley and Saban then beat up Backlund and Lynn. Black Machismo comes out and beats up Saban and Shelley as Kevin Nash walks away, not wanting to get involved. This was a cluster F. <laughs> bro, I could, on a run-ins, bro. I could barely keep up with it. But the lights you end could up barely dropping. Keep, I didn't keep up with it. I didn't want to. Yeah, right. Uh, the lights end up dropping while Don West and Mike Tanay are playing. The lights go out! Yeah. Who could it be? A new WWE signing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, literal shot in the dark, but they, you know, they would have had a good chance of being correct. <laughs> I mean, anyway. hey, you know, two out of three, maybe. Yeah, right. Uh, but Christopher Daniels is in the crowd wearing a black bodysuit and shouting for Sting. Stinger! Good when Lord. have we seen this before, by the way? <laughs> hmm. Anyway, uh, he says that Sting has been telling him that he's uh, been misusing his guidance, but the mistake is not on him, it's on Sting. He says that he's taken Sting's guidance uh, his entire career in TNA, and one thing that he has in common with Sting is their relationship with their father. He says that he's a true angel sent from the heavens, and he strives to be godlike, talking or er, taking an eye for an eye and a life for a life. And he says that God made him a tag champion and X division champion, and now he'll make him the world champion. So was he God? Was he the original God's favorite champion? I according to him, but. Yeah, so Miro's a ripoff. I don't know. Did you watch Dynamite last or two weeks ago? I feel uh, like he kind of denounced his God and called himself God. I, I think that's why he took away from it. 
Yeah, good lord. <clears throat> I don't know. More calling that, I guess. But hella weird. I can't freaking keep up, man. <laughs> I stopped. But up next, this match. You know, hey, we didn't get a last month, man. So by God, we're getting it this month. It's, <laughs> it's, they make sure to tell you that too. <laughs> yeah, and they jackhammered it in in under three minutes. How about that? It's full on. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Excalibur, Ooh. man. They should have given it in there faster than he would. <laughs> yeah, right. It's Damaja and Basham with Christy Hemi taking on the Voodoo Kin Mafia of BG and Kip James. This went for two minutes, 47 seconds. Holy yeah. crap, dude. Uh, but Basham match, and Damaja. This is my note right here, by the way. This match happened. God. <laughs> hey, uh, well, Basham and Damaja finally have matching attires again. It's like the good old days. What no? the hell were the good days? Well, you know, when they were in JBL's cabinet, you know, because like, that mattered, Greg. That's when I had Jack's figures of them. I mean, I still have Jack's figures of them, but you know Get what? the I mean. hell on now, please. <laughs> uh, in the end, <laughs> in the end, uh, Basham and Damage go to hit a double <laughs> suplex on Kip, but BG spears Basham. Kip rolls up Damage with a schoolboy for, or excuse me, for a, with a small package for the pinfall win. Uncle Dave gave this a dud. I give it a star. What say you? I mean, this was main event anywhere in the country, right? Yeah. Here, but yeah, I gave it. I gave it uh, one, but only because I don't like giving none. But oh, well, good this goes back to my old dictionary definition of the word match. There was a bell at the beginning. There was some stuff that went on, a pinfall, and a bell at the end. Therefore, it constitutes a match. <laughs> Like, not that I wanted to see more out of these guys, but why? Especially when this was a big, you know, it was a decent uh, middle of the road oh, storyline. Was that a Freudian slip? That was a big. I mean, <laughs> well, it, with with the the, I, I can't say big. It was a long running storyline thread that's been going on basically all year. You are falling all over a, your words because you're trying to defend this. <laughs> Well, I'm not, no, actually, I'm, I'm going against it because it's like, why only give it two minutes, 47 seconds? Like, they're like, why eh, give it a paper it spot? This should be on impact. Yeah, yeah, especially if they're going to go less than three minutes. Like, they built up this storyline, and it's going to culminate up next, by the way, because after the match, Kip James chases Christy Hemi up onto the stage where she's cut off by their buddy Lance Hoyt. Hoyt brings her back to the ring where Kip goozles Christy. Suddenly, Lance Hoyt, big boots, Kip James, in the face. And BG gets jumped by Damage on Basham. Uh, Christy Hemi then jumps into Lance's arms, and they make out, making him the luckiest man in that arena. Look, I know they Everybody were like... Everybody dies. Uh, well, who's ready to get infected tonight? Well, clearly Christy, apparently. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, do you remember her... Wasn't your finisher called like the flaming fire crotch or some crap? Yes, it was. <laughs> I don't know if it was flaming, but I know it was fire crotch. <laughs> yeah, it was like the flying fire crotch or flaming fire, something like that. It's like, and then you pair her up with a rock and rave infection. Like, god dang. Uh, it's like, I like how I Russo's see nothing like, but dollar signs here. But... Hey, we joke, but I like that team. <laughs> Uh, I, I like how this had to have been Russo. He's like, bro, get through the match quick so we can get to the storyline, bro. Who cares about wrestling, bro? Yeah, right. We now go to the back. 
uh, to Jim Cornette's office where he's eating a Big Mac. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, what was there. on that Big Mac? Double cheese, double onion, double special sauce. Mother. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but Letitia, Letitia Klein is standing by with him and Rick Steiner. Cornette tells Rick that the match is off because he doesn't have a partner. But Rick smiles and says that he does have a partner. Whispers into Cornette's ear, telling him who it is. And Cornette seems shocked. He smiles and shakes Rick's hand and says, uh, you have yourself a tag match. Shocked? No, he looked like orgasmic, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, that's who you got? You would think he would just said uh, Bob Eaton or something. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> you would have think he just walked home and, you know, saw multiple people in the hot tub. With Anyway. Uh, uh, Lord. <laughs> I'm going to get flamed for that one. Uh, but Letitia asks who it is, and Corny says that if he wanted her to know, he'd have told her. Now, back in the arena, LAX has jumped Hector Guerrero at the Spanish announce table, and they're beating him down in the crowd. More content, pal. Just got to have crap going everywhere. Do you remember Jim Cornette talking about, and I vaguely remember this impact, where there was like a two-hour all-night brawl throughout the arena yeah, mul- multiple people brawling in various areas. It was like every feud and impact having a match at the same time. Yeah, combined with like the cluster match we just saw at the last AEW pay per view. Imagine that, but like with the entire roster. Yes, all I- night. Yes, I gotta pound that home. Two hours. Like <laughs> freaking, and Jim Cornette talks about that because he said that was like a nightmare scenario. He's trying to direct this garbage. While there's stuff going on in the ring that we're, for some reason, supposed to care about. <sighs> Good Lord. That was TNA, man. We now get this. Had that it's, been for like 20 minutes, I think it would have been pretty cool. Like, yeah. it's like Because like every feud in, in there going, it's not, not like a match. It's like every feud, it's like a big civil war breaking out. So it might have been okay yeah. for 20 minutes. As long so as it wasn't been, a match. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's somewhat original. But it's like all effing night. All over, like everywhere around the backstage and the park and the arena. Like, God dang. We now, get, <laughs> we now get Robert Roode with Miss Brooks taking on Eric Young. If Eric wins, he gets his freedom. But if he loses, he's fired. This is Bob Roode. Yeah. The used car salesman slash your new stepdad. <laughs> Look, pal, I think you're old enough. You're going to have an, an O'Doul's. Uh, I'm not hurting your mom. Never mind those noises. Good, good lord. Uh, and he just made like, how do you want your burger done, son? He's and he asks, knowing he's going to cook them all the exact same way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you sound like uh, you know this from like experience, dude. You went too into detail with that. Oh yeah, that was my uncle. He was like, I, I don't think he asked, how do you want your burgers? He would just. Burn them all, and then you just had like briquettes on your bun. Like, uh, thanks. Anyway, at one point in the match, Eric Young slides outside and pantses Tracy Brooks, showing her butt to the crowd. So, Outside. thanks. Right, Freaking Kazarian, man. Screw him. Anyway, uh, later, What's Tracy. Gets... You never age. Yeah, right. I don't think she does either. Last <laughs> time I saw her, she looked damn near the same. All the way live. They got that, uh, the Lazarus pit from, you know, uh, Ross Al Ghul in the Batman <laughs> comics. 
But uh, anyway, Tracy gets in the ring later, and Eric picks her up on his shoulders with Robert Roode on top of her. Uh, he hits a double Death Valley driver on them both. That, I was like, holy cow. Eric Young is deceptively strong. Yeah, right. Not, not that Tracy, like, you know, weighs much of anything, but still, like. Oh, most this, of her. Never mind. Wow. She's very top heavy. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> balance your weight there. Anyway. Um, but when the ref is distracted with Tracy Brooks, Robert Roode rolls out of the ring and blasts Eric Young with a chair to the face. In the face. In the face. <laughs> Why is that the again. thing for this episode? <laughs> <laughs> Got to, man. He then pins Eric for the win. Robert Roode grabs a mic and stands over Eric Young, and he says he's going to do what he should have done a long time ago. He then fires Eric. Jim Cornette now comes to the ring and tells Roode to shut up and listen. Cornette says that the finish wasn't fair, so the match must restart. Does he finish much? Uh, Gail Kim runs out. going to save this impact, by the way. Yeah, right. Uh, Gail Kim runs out to brawl with Tracy and chases her to the back. Eric Young is dead weight to Robert Roode now. And when uh, Roode tries to pick him up, Young schoolboys him, or rather small packages him, for the win. Uncle Dave gave this three stars. I gave Holy it hell. I gave it two and a half. What say you? Two. It was fun, though. Yeah. Uh, I like the swerve, bro, at the end. Uh, I wasn't expecting it. Because I forgot saying how this that when involved. I mean, whatever. I won't tell you how to speak. <laughs> oh, hey, you know who's booking it, so. Cornette said he was literally hired to translate Cor- uh, Russo's BS. So, he did. But... We get about two seconds of celebration for this big win where Eric gets his freedom back before we go to the back. To the back. Because it's got it's TNA, so it's got to end before celebration gets going. Yeah, really. Uh, but Jeremy Borash is standing by. We're doing that raw a lot lately, by the way, too. I hate that. That is like the worst. But Jeremy Borash is standing by with Team 3D. Brother Ray says that Scott Steiner punked out on everyone, including his brother. He says that he hopes Scott heals up so that they can beat him up, and he hopes that Rick found a good partner that they can beat up tonight. And this next one is Team 3D, Brother Ray and Brother Devon, defending the now TNA tag team titles against Rick Steiner and his mystery partner, Road Warrior Animal. I forgot about this. So, yeah, it was another thing. It was like, oh, yeah. This went just over six and a half minutes. I will admit that it was pretty cool to see a Steiner and a Road Warrior team up for this match. I don't care how old they were. It could have been the first time ever, too, and the only time ever. Yeah, right. Uh, There wasn't much to this match. In the end, Team 3D hit Rick Steiner with a 3D to win. Uncle Dave gave it a star star in three quarters. I gave it a star and a half. What say you? I wanted to give it one, but I'll give it two because it was fun to see them together. Yeah. Uh, just for shock value, if nothing else. We now go to the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels, taking on Sting. In well, six and what a half. is a Fallen Angel? Uh, well, that's a, it's actually Satan. But yeah, yeah, that's like, so. like, <laughs> yeah it's like, uh, okay. This one goes about six and a half. Wasn't minutes. his whole thing was Heaven Sent, Hell Bound? Yeah, that was, I think that was the name of his DVD, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of getting mixed signals here about which side he plays for, but yeah, whatever, right. two, two inches on whatever. 
Uh, Sting goes old school and actually repels from the rafters. I popped for that one. In the end, uh, Daniels attempts the last rites, but Sting reverses it into a scorpion death drop for the pinfall win. Uncle Dave and I both gave it dose stars. What say you? I gave it two. This should have been a lot better. Yeah, it really should have. First of all, six and a half minutes wasn't nothing. And yeah, it just, I don't know. I feel like I said that about a lot of Christopher Daniels matches in 2007. It's like it should have been better than it was. Bro, I want to see him wrestle, bro. Yeah, right. I want to hear him talk and paint his face, bro. No, I don't either. <laughs> I've heard him talk. He, he just yells. <laughs> he can paint his face and grow what? a beard like he give, he's given up on life. <laughs> Why are the best wrestlers always horrible on the mic, dude? <laughs> yeah, right. I've... Yeah, there's, a, there's a balance there. <laughs> But backstage, Letitia I mean, AJ Styles and Samoa Joe don't light the world on fire through promos either. Just keep that in mind. So I thought Joe was a great promo. I mean, yeah, he gets a little yeah, shouty he, sometimes. He gets a little yelling, though. Like, really get those promo to scolding in, like, an instant. Yeah. That's, uh, it's kind of like the Randy Savage effect. Like, he would start off talking like this. Yeah. Okay. Turn the volume up. And then he screams real loud. <laughs> but then uh, you got to remember his voice, though. It kind of, like, just, like, gave him a pass. Yeah, right. Like, you got to rest that voice sometimes, macho. Uh, but backstage, Letitia Klein is standing by with Christian Cage, AJ Styles, and Tomko. Letitia introduces Christian as the former world champion, and Christian says that after King of the Mountain tonight, no one will ever be able to call him a former champion again. AJ gets indignant and says that he's also in the match. Christian pretends that he gets emotional about the match, that AJ is going to, uh, in his mind, sacrifice himself for Christian to become the world champion. AJ looks confused. Uh, Christian tells Tomko to do whatever he can to take out Abyss tonight. Tomko looks annoyed and walks off. And then we get this. It's Tomko versus the Monster Abyss in a no-DQ match. Because, of course. Because Monster's Ball's not a thing yet? <laughs> yeah. It? yeah, it was. It was just okay. taking a hiatus, I guess? I don't know. It returns this Sunday. Sammy Callahan and Yeah, yeah a hell of a Caring for it, but yeah. <laughs> but this one Dude, goes to Shine. ever going to be in a, in a freaking Monsters Ball nowadays. I mean, Sammy Callen's at the top of the list. Yeah, that I guess that makes sense. Moose is like huge, but yeah, as, <laughs> seems like a weird, uh, weird match for him. But either way, uh, this one goes about 14 minutes. Abyss introduces thumbtacks, and go figure, gets slammed into him. <laughs> My note right here is, can't wait to hear TJ say Abyss goes through his own weapons. <laughs> yep. Trips over his own dick and falls into his own stuff. Later, Tomko kicks out of a black hole slam. Abyss then introduces shards of broken glass all over the ring mat because, yeah! Uh, Tomko uses it to stab Abyss in the head. Abyss is a complete That's idiot. That's a real sentence, by the way. So, so far, he's introduced thumbtacks and got slammed into them. He introduced glass and got stabbed with it. He's a dumbass. He, he had previously brought in a chair and ended up eating it. Yep. Tomko uses a barbed wire wrapped baseball bat on Abyss before they both climb a truss on the stage. Abyss ends up throwing Tomko <sighs> off of it into a covered pile of cardboard boxes. Wow. Like, this like I've seen that recently on TV. <laughs> this was about... This has got to be 
at least on the same level, if not worse than the the thing where Jericho got like the blood and guts thing from last year, where Jericho got slammed into the cardboard stage. I don't know, man, because the fact that they try to paint it to look like metal uh, in AEW kind of adds more to it. But then you see this, and they they're all they didn't even try. The whole boxes, like that's the thing. Yeah, like the, the tarp <laughs> goes up, and it's just a pile of boxes. That's it. But they clearly staged for this moment. I was laughing so hard. Like, what do they do? Just like, is that like the catering boxes? The food came in and just had to have been. (laughs) Abyss then jumps on top of Tomko. They get back in the ring because, of course, Abyss hits a black hole slam onto Tomko into the broken glass. Pins him for the win. God dang. Uh, Uncle Dave gave it two and three quarters of a star. Gave it two and a half. Say you. For an ODQ match, I would say this is like a three. But I, it was I, like a two. But uh, I took off points for the cardboard boxes. I'll say that. I'll say this. I didn't hate this as much as I thought I would. Yeah, it wasn't great, though. But backstage, Jeremy Bradshaw. Got a great on a curve because you know you've seen worse in this company. So it's really true. unfair to hold this to a high standard. <laughs> like that Silent Night, Bloody Night match. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. But backstage, Jeremy Borash is standing by. With also, our worst Angle. one, by the way, on our on our YouTube, by the way, go listen to it. The you know, last rights match. Yeah. You want to see worse? Go listen. Go, listen <laughs> go, go watch our. What's it called? Go watch our watch along. Boom. I think I got yeah. it. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's, it's on worse. YouTube. <laughs> but Jeremy Borash is standing by with Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe going face to face. Kurt says that tonight he and Joe should agree to give each other all that they got and hurt each other. They shake hands and go their separate ways. Mike Tanay is now in the ring and says that he's got a very important message from Jeff Jarrett. Jeff did a shoot promo where he discussed the recent death of his wife, Jill, who died on May 23rd of breast cancer. Jarrett yeah, discussed stuff to watch. Yeah, it really was. Uh, Jarrett discussed how she influenced the company during the early days, followed by saying that uh, he doesn't know when or where he'll wrestle again. Jarrett then concluded by thanking the fans for their support on his and his wife's behalf. The fans responded by chanting Jill's name as well as chanting, thank you, Jeff. This was a uh, touching moment before this main event, which uh, we'll get into right after this next break. Right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the that. mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go maybe. way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, well... What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O... K-A-S-T. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. Jim Cornette is now in the ring and says that Jeff Jarrett insisted that his spot in the King of the Mountain match go to another TNA original, Wildcat Chris Harris. So... This match is Chris Harris versus AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe versus Christian Cage versus Kurt Angle in a King of the Mountain match for the TNA World's Heavyweight title. It goes Before you get going, by the way, was Chris Harris's song a remix of Mo Beastie Boy song? Uh, no, Chris Harris's song is a remix. Uh, it, it was like an instrumental of uh, More Human Than Human by White Zombie. thought it was a Beastie Boy. Okay. Yeah. If anybody goes back, I didn't realize that at first. I downloaded it and I'm listening to it and I'm like, this is the beat from like even the intro has that same thing. I'm like, how the hell did they get away with this? Because nobody watched TNA, so no one like if a tree falls <laughs> in the woods, no one started to the, old, <laughs> the old ECW effect, man. Yep. <laughs> uh, but this goes just shy of 19 and a half minutes. So the rules of this were kind of convoluted, but basically, in order oh, to God, yes, break it down, please. <laughs> it, in a nutshell. Uh, you have to pin or make somebody submit, and once you do that, they have to go in the penalty box for like five minutes or two, I, I think two minutes. Uh, and they had these, this little shark cage at ringside they locked you in. And after you pinned someone or made them submit, then you were eligible to hang the title. Yes, you had to climb the ladder and hang the championship to win. Not pull it down. Hang it. And the match type is returning this year, but it's for the women. Wow. So, queen of the mountain. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Uh, But in the end, Kurt Angle and Christian Cage climb either side of a ladder in the middle of the ring while holding the TNA title. Chris Harris climbs the turnbuckle and spears Christian off the ladder. Why? Don't know. But Kurt Angle then climbs up and hangs the TNA world title to win the match and the championship. Uncle Dave gave it four and a quarter stars. I gave it three and a half. It was fine. What say you? I, too, gave it three. It was entertaining. It didn't suck. It's just, like, it was, it's weird. And the whole, like, why did Harris take out one of the two men climbing the ladder? It didn't make any sense. I was like, is he trying to take one out at a time and come back? But then he didn't. Okay. Yeah. So what you're saying is he's an idiot. <laughs> I'm saying you didn't think it through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll say that. <laughs> After the match, Samoa Joe walks up and extends a hand. Kurt shakes it, but then instantly kicks him in the gut and hits an angle slam. He celebrates with a world title as the show comes to a close. Uh, yeah, so I guess Kurt's the heel now. We're going to take yeah, our... I feel like I saw this coming, by the way, when I was watching it. So, yeah. like, initially live. We needed another top heel right now. 
I but guess we need well, Kurt Angle to be heel again. Yeah, right. Well, let's take our ne- our last break of the podcast. When we come back, it's the final ratings and what's coming up on the podcast right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread Packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Final time today. Final ratings here. Internet Movie Database gave this 7.7 out of 10. Cagematch.net gave it 5.5 out of 10. Uh, I gave it 7.5. Oh, come on, dude. I know. It's pretty <laughs> effed up. It's, it wasn't bad. I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. So C, C minus maybe. What say you? C plus. That was good. It, it was, was a fun. good show. I wouldn't say, yeah. I would say decent. Decent's a good. Yeah. Wasn't great, but didn't suck. So. And we've seen far worse. That we have. Uh, especially at TNA. We're be doing far worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, Let's man. get ahead. Well, hey, uh, I don't think next week is that far worse that you're talking about. I could be wrong. I don't know what you think of the show. Looking ahead in the future. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, well, next week is actually double main event week. So we've got dose shows coming your way. I know this one dropped on a Friday, so, you know, short time between shows here. But it is what it is. Next Wednesday, June 22nd, we're going to be dropping WCW Great American Bash 1997. Uh, I know we went to a lot of WCW in 97, but... It's quite possible. It's their best year. Yeah. So why not? I realize it's the 25th anniversary of that year. And, uh, you know, it was a great year. So use it up now. But we're going back to that. Uh, it was not to spoil anything, but it was a pretty damn good show, I thought. Uh, go back and watch it and then hear our review. Good stuff. And then for the bonus show, next Friday, a week from today, we are covering NWA Clash of Champions 2. Miami Mayhem. That yeah. I, haven't, I haven't watched that one yet. I assume. Remember I said we'd be doing far worse. <laughs> yeah. Boom. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that um, this wasn't a great time in NWA. So I well I can't say that. Some things were really good. Some things were like yikes. 
But all in all, uh, it's going to be a fun time to talk about the news. I'll say that. But we'll get into all of that next week. It's going to be a fun week. And then we, to wrap up the month on June 29th, we've got one more Slammiversary from 2012 for the 10-year anniversary. It's Slammiversary 10. Uh, that one I haven't watched either. I'm uh, going to watch it here soon. Looking forward to it. As, I don't know. I like going back and watching the old TNA stuff. But thank you for joining me today, Greg. <laughs> we will see you all next week with Great American Bash 1997 and Clash Champions 2 Miami Mayhem. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.